Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Praise Him. Glory to God. Good to see you, everybody. Y'all can be seated this morning. Hallelujah. Don't go nowhere yet. You. <laughs> the, uh, those last two books that Pastor mentioned, Rich and Richer, uh, the, the Lord had dealt with me uh, along those lines of prosperity that there's so many voices trying to prove why it's not for us. And uh, so the Lord gave me 25 reasons. I'm sure there's more than that. But the ones I saw were 25 reasons why we know for sure from the Word of God that it's God's will for all to be rich. And you understand most people don't believe that. Most Christians don't believe that. But to get through the 25 reasons and then come tell me you don't believe it. (laughs) Amen. And uh, really those books, what they are, just so you know, I didn't write them for y'all. I write them so I didn't forget the stuff God was showing me. (laughs) And I had a place to go find it. And so that's all it is, is my notes, okay? So, uh, praise God. We appreciate the opportunity to be here. Man, it's a privilege, and uh, especially in these meetings where it's just been, uh, well, like the hockey, uh, the hockey announcer in Buffalo, New York used to say, top shelf where mama hides the cookies. See, us, us New Yorkers, we know that, but uh, hasn't it been, th- these meetings just been, top shelf where mama hides the cookies. How many know God's not hiding the cookies from you? He's hiding the cookies for you. And so, uh, man, it's just, been, it's just been a thrill. How many feel like, like by the end of these meetings, you're in, a, you're in a better place, you're in a higher place? You're feeling good and full? Before the, before the service, uh, I came in here and just got up there with Brother Tony and kind of tuned myself up a little bit because, you know, you're tired. And so uh, we start singing this old David Engel song. Let those mighty rivers flow. Let them gush and let them go. Living fountains deep inside. It's a little high for me, so. Swelling with the glorious tide. Other tongues interpreting. Y'all know that? Sing it with us if you know. Special faith and prophecy. Gifts of healings, miracles. Let those mighty rivers flow. Hey, sing, let those mighty rivers flow. I'll be the drums. Let them gush and let them go. Living fountains deep inside. Swelling with the glorious tide. Special faith and prophecy. You can move your feet around when you see it a little bit. Gifts of healings, miracles. Let those mighty rivers flow. Let them flow. Let those mighty rivers flow. I'm going to help myself a little bit. Let them gush and let them go. Living fountains deep inside. Swelling with the glorious tide. Other tongues interpreting Special faith and prophecy Gifts of healings, miracles Let those mighty 
stuff you were doing this morning. All that jazz, all those jazz. after that. Right. Thank you all. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You just got to stir yourself up sometimes. You know what I mean? The Bible talks about stirring up the gift of God. Hallelujah. But we get down to some business. That's all right. Praise him. I've had some things on my heart really stirring for a couple weeks. And, uh, well, the dog ate my sermon, is what happened. <laughs> That's a lie. Pastor Craig taught us. <clears throat> he taught us you can't, you can't lie. You can't lie. You got you to be right. No, you want to know the truth about it? I'll tell you the truth about it. Pastor Nancy done preached my sermon. <laughs> she did. She just, I mean, last night, no, she just went like point by point, scripture by scripture, just flat preached it. And so, um, <laughs> let those mighty <laughs> Actually, actually, what was on my heart, it was too much for one service, and the parts I didn't think I could get to is what she preached last night. And uh, just to let you know, I'm coming with an extra dose of fear and trembling, you know, because <laughs> trying to slide something in next to some, you know, something else, but I thought, you know, my, I, I, my wife knew it. Matter of fact, this is so wild. I don't know that I have ever told anybody ahead of time what I, what I had on my heart to miss her, including my wife. We just don't you know, you get in your heart and you don't get in your head. But uh, I was sitting with, with uh, my wife and Miss Regina last night. I'm sorry, not last night, in the afternoon yesterday. And it just so happened Pastor Nancy had already asked me to minister. That's not normal. It's usually like just, you know, last minute. Yeah, it's right. And, and we're chill. We, we're chill, whatever, whatever. And, uh, but I had actually told, told them what was on my heart. Did I not raise your hand? And, she, and, and she's staring at me from over there last night. And my wife's like, what you going to do now? <laughs> and, and Amy's like, well, I guess you're going to preach something else. And uh, so I got with God and I said, guess we're going to preach something else. He goes, guess you're going to do what I told you to do. So, so, we, we, uh, so praise the Lord. So if you go to the, the sixth chapter of Hebrews with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And listen, listen, listen. Let me just disclaimer right now, okay? If I say something along these lines and it's different than you heard last night, forget what I said. Go with your notes from last night, okay? Just, I don't even have any notes up here because, like I told you, the dog done ate them. <laughs> just bring, 
Right, she's bringing your part, I'm bringing my part. And this is important enough to God and for the era to hear it twice. And so, uh, how many know God's going to help us? And I would have worried, but we, we had a sermon on that. Right, so you could, couldn't do that, couldn't worry. <laughs> so I just went to sleep and we're chill, we're good. All right, praise the Lord. And uh, everybody says, I'm getting all I came for. Everything that should happen shall happen. And I won't leave here like I came. In Jesus' name. Bound, oppressed, tormented, sick, or lame. Because the Holy Ghost of Acts is still the same. So I won't leave here like I came. In Jesus' name. That's another David Ingalls song. You like <laughs> Glory. The sixth chapter, are you there? Thank you, Father. You're our helper. Glory to God. We'll get it all. We'll get what we should today. So, uh, actually, uh, look in the fifth chapter, if you would. The writer of Hebrews, a lot of folk think it's Paul, doesn't so, just exactly say so, whatever, doesn't matter. God wrote the book of Hebrews, don't you know it? Amen. And verse 11, uh, the writer saying, we have many things to say, hard to be uttered, seeing you are dull of hearing. You thought your preacher was rough on you. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. First principles. You see that phrase there. Uh, that's talking about your basics. That's talking about kindergarten. Right? That's kindergarten stuff that you ought to know. And the writer saying, uh, there's things we want to say, but because that foundation isn't where it ought to be, we can't just yet build upon it, right? And then over in the sixth chapter, this first verse, it says, therefore, leaving the principles uh, or, or other translations say the elementary rudiments, the basics, right? Leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. It's not talking about leaving them behind. It's talking about leaving them in place, you see. Leaving the principles of the, I like that phrase, the doctrine of Christ. Let us go on to perfection or go on to maturity. Not laying again the foundation. Now here it goes and tells us what these elementary, uh, nursery school, kindergarten level things are that you and I ought to know some things about. Uh, and it mentions repentance from dead works. If I remember correct, it might have been the first night that pastor preached some things along those lines. Repentance from dead works, faith toward God, the doctrine of baptisms. And uh, of course we know you can be, as a, as a lost person, you can be saved and you're baptized into the body of Christ. You're placed into the body of Christ. And then as a believer, as an outward testimony of an inward change, you can be baptized in water. Right. And then you can receive what Jesus called the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Bless God. That, those are those are the doctrine of baptisms. Amen. And of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. Now, those those are elementary school. That's that's basic. Is it interesting to you like it's interesting to me that you don't hear just a whole lot in a, in a lot of uh, even some word and faith churches? There's a lot of these you don't hear much about. But it gives us the idea that if these things aren't in, in, in uh, good condition in the church, that you're going to have trouble going further and going higher. Yeah. 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 
those last two uh, things that he mentioned, resurrection, eternal judgment, those have to do with the uh, end times. Uh, I don't know about you, most Christians I know think that's advanced, that's way big advanced stuff. According to this, that's this elementary school. Interesting to me, isn't it, how many, how many uh, word, faith type churches uh, think they're exempt from preaching on those things? You know, you know, we need to hear some stuff about what happens at the end. Particularly because what we do affects it. Praise the Lord. And, and there's this phrase in here, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. I like that phrase. It's interesting to me, the doctrine of Christ. Um, it's not, didn't talk about the ordinances of Christ. Didn't talk about the practices of Christ. The doctrine. That means these things need to be ministered, need to be talked about. There's, there's an element of teaching that needs to take place along these lines. And then it says the doctrine of Christ. Uh, years ago, I don't know, it's probably got to be at least 20 years ago. Maybe some of you can help me out. Uh, Brother Kenneth Copeland was preaching on that word Christ. And y'all remember that? And uh, he, he brought such revelation to the body of Christ. And he said, it's not just, Je- it's not Jesus's last name. The word Christ is a reference to the anointed one, but, but more than just the anointed one, the anointing, the anointing, the flow of God's power. And you have to really determine by the context whether it's talking about the person of Christ or the anointing that accompanies him. You know what I mean? And in the book of Hebrews, particularly, I kind of just looked through there to see uh, it's not like the writer just uses that one word, Christ, all the time. There's times he talks about Jesus, just mentions the name of Jesus, talks about Christ Jesus, so distinguishes at different times the person of Christ, but here just uses the word Christ. Could, could we say this, and again, if it doesn't set well with you, it's not a big deal, just, just forget it, but could we say teaching about the flow of the anointing, Teach, teaching uh, foundational things that affect the flow of God? Now, what's that list? Repentance from dead works. That word dead works, actually, uh, one of the books is, is on repentance. It's called Repentance and Revival. And that word dead works means empty energy. Uh, things that people do, you, you need to turn from that which is empty energy and move towards what's God's energy, forward energy. Amen. The things that allow God's power to get involved. Again, this isn't advanced. This is elementary. Faith towards God. Does your life of faith have anything to do with the flow of God's power? Hello. God's power can be, come on, God's power can be as strong as it's ever been and without faith, huh? As far as your life's concerned, without faith, the, the, that flow will never reach your life, right? Doctor, uh, the teaching about baptisms, is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, does that have any effect on the flow of the anointing, the flow of God's power? Uh, you think? Well, come on, what do you think? You think? Uh, how many here you've ever experienced more power in your life? after receiving the infilling of the Spirit. Haven't you? Remember when Brother Hagin talks about when he received that experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and he was preaching actually at the time. And uh, there were people in the church where he was preaching that said, I'll tell you, if that experience ever gets in here in this church, we're pulling our family out of this church. 
<laughs> you remember the story? Some of you have followed his ministry. That's what they said. And so Brother Hagin had enough sense to not just get up and announce it, you know what I mean? Not just get up and say, you know, what had happened, but just let it, just, just let it prove out. And, uh, and so the one family that was going to pull their family out, they'd been on a European vacation for, for like a month and they got back from this vacation and they went to church and, and they went to one of the deacons and said, what happened to our little preacher boy while I was gone? <laughs> and they said, oh, something, did something happen? <laughs> they said, well, he received, he received that experience, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the guy just dropped his head and he said, well, I, I said I was going to pull my whole family out, but I've heard him preach with it. And I've heard him preach without it. And I'll tell you what, there's something there to it. And he said, he said like 90 some percent of the church followed him into that experience. Yeah. Yeah. It affects the flow of God. It's the difference between power and not power. Amen. And then that next one, the laying on of hands. Does that, does what we do with that affect the power of God? That in particular is what was on my heart. Uh, that subject of the laying on of hands. Glory to God. And a pastor last night was ministering on the tangibility of God's power and then, then kind of hit on that a lot, particularly from the standpoint of, of those special anointings and how tangible power can flow through there. Yeah. Amen. And that's one aspect of it. There's some other aspects of it which I'll uh, endeavor to, to tread on. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, but I've noticed in, in churches, there's churches you might go to to minister and the folk are pretty well taught, meaning that they can, they can receive as you're ministering the word, they at least look good and nod their head. You know what I mean? So uh, it makes you think that they're at least receiving. But uh, if, if the opportunity comes to minister to them through the laying on of hands, I'm noticing that in some places they may, they may be real used to and receiving the word of God, but they don't, they don't understand that there's something required of them more than walking the line and getting in the line and following the usher's directions. And so I particularly wanted to minister along these lines, uh, the laying on of hands, glory to God. Everybody say, thank God for the laying on of hands. Praise him, praise him, praise him. Now, um, geez, there's a lots of places that one could go, you know. Um, I want you to go to Habakkuk. You might say, for real? For real. You know where Habakkuk is, right? It's right before Zephaniah. You should have no problem there. Pull, uh, you got the, pull me up an amplified of that if you can. Let me know if you found Habakkuk, somebody. Uh, chapter, the third chapter. You got it? Dude, your eyes are amazing for you to, like you preached your whole sermon off of this. It's awesome. <laughs> what else you do on this device? Let me see. Photos. <laughs> huh. I recognize Jenny. Who's the other? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> okay. He'll never again give me his phone. Okay. Habakkuk, Habakkuk 3. The third verse says, uh, I'm going to read this out of the Amplified. 
It says, God approaching from Sinai came from Teman, which represents Edom, and the Holy One from Mount Paran in the Sinai region. Selah, pause, calmly think of that. Now we're starting right here, okay? His glory covered the heavens, and the earth was full of his praise. And his brightness was like the sunlight. Look at this, y'all. Rays streamed from his hand. It said, rays streamed from his hand. And there in the sun-like splendor was the hiding place of his power. Hey, hey, uh, you got the new living? You got, get the new living up. Thank you. And I apologize for everything I said to you about you. Hey, hey, you got, you got to, you got to hear the amplified. You ready for this? No, no, no. New living, new living. His coming is as brilliant as the sunrise. Listen to this, y'all. Rays of light flash from his hands where his awesome power is hidden. Rays of light flash from his hands where his awesome power is hidden. Now, how many here you ever saw, I'm not talking to, to uh, maybe the distinguished front couple rows, but my, my people. Yeah. <laughs> how many of y'all ever watched Iron Man? <laughs> There's something you need to know. I am Iron Man. Now, if you, if you didn't see the movie, you know, that's a line from the movie. Okay. But, but is it, is it really that far fetched? Huh? Rays of light. Rays of light flash from his hand. You thought it was fiction. It's all real. It's all the superheroes, Star Wars. It's all real. The force, it's real. You know it. You've known it for years. Yes, yes, it's real. Rays of light flash from his hand. <laughs> Why don't you just roll the sermon from last night? Now go sit down. Rays of light flash from his hand where his mighty power is hidden. That's prophetic, this, this uh, prophecy about the anointed one, about Christ. But how many know when he left, that wasn't the end. And there's power still in his hands. Acts chapter 4, they were praying. They said, Lord, stretch forth your, your hands to heal. That signs and wonders be, be done in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then Acts chapter five, you see by the hands, by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders. So what, what was that? That was the answer to the prayer in chapter four. How did, how did God stretch forth his hand? Through the hands in his body. God's hand is your hand. 
I want to hold your... Sorry. <laughs> God's hand is our hands. And, and those, uh, those tangible anointings, those special anointings that Pastor was talking about, many people seated here. Rays of light flash from your hands. Where his mighty... Come on, do it with me. Somebody, don't make me do it. When he first got that suit, first figured it out, that's what he had to do like that. Boom, light fl flash. Glory to God. How many this weekend you're going to... Uh, Disney Plus has it on there. We're going to watch Iron Man this weekend and, and sit there and say, I am Iron Man. Rays of light flash from his hands where his mighty power is hidden. And I'll tell you, there's something about the hands, even in the natural, that they're made for this thing. And I want to use a particular word today. They're made for this thing called transmission. Transmission. You, you find more nerve endings in your hands than just about any other part of your body. There's other parts of your body that have nerve endings. You know, there's, a, there's a, another ordinance, another practice, uh, a phenomenon among married couples called laying on of lips. <laughs> Elementary principles of the doctrine of marriage. Come on. Take notes. Come on now. Uh, <laughs> am I right? Married couples is laying on the lips. And I, I just want to ask, I just want to ask this question this morning. Is it possible? I'm not, I'm not talking about, you know, anything weird or crazy. We're, we're PG here. You know what I mean? Not G, but, but PG. Uh, is it possible to transmit power? Through the laying on of lips? Yes. <laughs> now, I'll, I'll just testify. I'm not going to talk about you. I can be busy. I can have a million things going on. I can do something. And I can walk through the kitchen. And my wife might be there. And she'll look at me. And she'll lay her lips. On my lips. And instantly I forget where I am. I forget what I'm doing. And, and I'm, I'm, like the, I'm like one of those androids where they reach back and push the reset button and wipe their memory. I don't know anything. And, and I may as well say, yes, your majesty, what would you like me to do? I'm at your service. One one transmission. I'm not getting a lot of amens from the married couples. That's concerning me. Do y'all not know about that? Do you, do you know about that? I'm not, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about some big crazy. I'm talking about in the kitchen. Okay. Get your mind out the bedroom. Talk about the kitchen. Of course, things have happened in kitchens, you know, but I'm just talking about one, one. 
say it with me, everybody, the laying on of lips. Laying on of lips. You can transmit power. No, no one's, can I get a witness? I'm looking for a witness. Yes? It doesn't have to be messy. I'm just talking about, because you know, you know, you could, they, you could give, now you give your, your aunt, you give your aunt a peck. That's not trans, you're not transmitting. That's not, there's no transmission. I'm not talking about, tra- no, just talking about transmitting power. So you can have a kiss that doesn't transmit, but you can have one that does. Can I, can I get a... Good for a volunteer, you know. We need some folk to be doers of the word. We had to do it. Now, where's the kiss cam? You ever been in the stadiums? You, you know where they have the kiss cam? There's one. Mo- well, never mind. Okay, we won't do that. But praise the Lord. Did she transmit something? Yes, sir. Do you remember what I'm even preaching on? I'll tell you what, if you're seated next to your spouse, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, if you're seated next to your spouse, why don't you transmit to them right now? (laughs) Now, (laughs) yeah. It, now, <laughs> you might you might think this is you might think this is inappropriate. Listen, I I went to church with Brother Hagen and his wife. Now Regina here, I mean she's we have a witness. Brother Hagen, Miss Aretha, they're in their 80s and she's practically sitting in his lap in church. I mean, just smooching all the time. But but anyhow. Y'all, y'all married couples, you, did, did you transmit? Did you transmit something? Come on. See, now there's, you don't have to have feelings. That's why we. <laughs> Faith comes by hearing, and you've heard about the laying on of lips. It can just. It, All righty. Now, <laughs> all righty. Now, <laughs> okay, come on now. I, I never meant for it to go this far. 
I never meant for it to go this far. And isn't that what people say? Uh, so, so, so married couples, you did good. If you're sitting next to somebody, they're not your spouse, at least introduce yourself first. So that nobody... My point is, my point is, if it's true in the natural, that through the contact, you can transmit something. But you don't, but there's not just a transmission. How many know there's also a reception? And it's a powerful thing. It's a powerful thing. But what about the hands? You know, even in the natural, I'll tell you what, I, I, I remember the first time I held my wife's hand. Now I've, I've held people's, you know, in church, you know, hold hands with the, with the person next to you. I, you know, there, I, there ain't no feelings. But that first time I held my wife's hand, there was, there's just, you can just hold hands. Husband, talk to my husband's wives, right? And there can be a, tra- there can be a transmission. And then there can be a cold touch. And y'all know that too. (laughs) And, you know, it's amazing, really. There's folk that they're not saved. They don't understand these things, but they've learned. uh, They've learned the power of touch. Uh, Last, it was last fall, I had to have a, uh, a surgery. Actually, it was a pretty major surgery. And uh, the, I prayed about it. The Lord led me to, to go ahead and do that, that that was, that that was uh, my path out of, out of trouble, you know. And, uh, and so, really, we were doing fine. I mean, we had, we had gotten God's plan. We'd gotten God's will. And, and, uh, uh, and so, we're there beforehand. And uh, we're just having a good time, really, before I'm about to go out under their power, you know, for several hours. And about, about to do that. And you know, most people you understand, you could understand most people would be real nervous, maybe some anxiety. We were good. We were good. We were joking around with the doctor. I said, you watch your videos before we did this so you know what to do. And just because we had peace, we were following the peace of God. And also, but when, the, when the, the team of nurses came to take me away to the thing, she put her hands on my shoulders. I'm, I'm in the bed. She put her hands on my shoulders. And I'm like... She's transmitting to me. She's trans, she was transmitting peace. Just natural. I mean, maybe she was saved. I don't know. Just natural. I'm like, somebody taught her to do that. They, somebody taught her to do that. Because you can understand most people could be shaking, right? Or, 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 or nervous. And she's got her hands. She's got her hands on my shoulders. And I'm like, okay, peace. That's kind of the last thing I remember. Because they gave me a, a shot about that time. You can, tra- these things, trans, these are transmitters. These are transmitters. And uh, of course, we heard last night so wonderfully about how God can load his power and God can load anointings. Flat, his power into people's hands. And there can be a transmission. And really, the essence of the laying on of hands, if you just study it in the New Testament, the essence of it is that something is transmitted. Uh, we, we heard last night some of the different uh, aspects of laying on of hands. You can, uh, the Bible talks about over Mark 10 how Jesus would bless the children. He'd bless the children. He'd take them up in their hands, put his hands on them. And, and so just blessing, 
can be imparted. Impartation on a lot of different levels. Uh, when, when, when we were being, the ministers were being ministered to last night through the laying on of hands. That's an opportunity. Now, you, you don't know as the minister and you don't know as the recipient just exactly if there's going to be something in particular, but uh, it's possible for different graces to come into your life. And, and really the Bible talks about how Joshua, the servant of Moses, was able to step into his place of leadership because the Bible says over in Deuteronomy, I think the 34th chapter, that he was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on. Well, what was that? See, there was a transmission of some of what was in Moses. Some of the honor and, and anointing that was on Moses to lead was transferred, transmitted to Joshua. See, that's a precious thing. But we, we, must, we must have an understanding of that not only as ministers, but as those who are receiving. Glory to God. Transmitting impartation. Glory to God. When people are called to the ministry, uh, over in 1 Timothy 5, the Bible talks about, uh, says this, lay hands suddenly on no man. Well, that's actually the context there is talking about um, separating people unto ministry, ordaining people to ministry. Well, don't do that suddenly, meaning don't do it thoughtlessly and before uh, and too quickly, too hastily before a person has been proved, before a person is, has been fully faithful. You wait till God deals with you that it's, that they're ready, that it's time. Not when they think it's time, when God says it's time, you understand? But there's another thought there where, it's, where it says lay hands suddenly on no man. If I could just pull that out of its original setting and make this application that we ought not be too hasty in the practice without attaching some of the doctrine to it, meaning that, that uh, people need to know what to expect. And I believe one of the reasons that we sometimes see a deficiency of people coming up. Now, what does, what does that affect if, there is, if the people who maybe are in the line to receive don't know what's going on? What does that affect? It would affect the results. And if we're getting 20 or 30% results in a healing line, which might, that might even be generous of just, you know, in most places, uh, if, if you just have a line and it's just, you know, real quick duck, duck, goose type line. You know what I'm talking about? You might not, you might not get a high measure of results, but if we could get that percentage up, wouldn't it be worth getting that percentage up? Hmm? Does God put his gifts and different things in the body of Christ uh, for there to be a low percentage of effectiveness? Huh? I gave you all this. I, I gave you guys this. It's going, it's going to work two times out of 90. Or, or three times, it's going to work three or four times out of a hundred. No, 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 no. From God's standpoint, there's no imperfection at all. And so we need to, that's why we need to, uh, we need to be sure to bring people. Now it's not always practical to do every single time, but keeping this foundation in place, not letting it get out of place and making sure that everybody's on the same page of what's happening here. There's transmission. And where there's a transmission there must be reception. Let me talk to some of y'all over here. Just you're looking good. Uh, I don't have glasses on, but it seems like you're looking good. Do y'all do ever listen to the radio? You have a radio in your car? Huh? Yeah. How many are too holy to admit it? 
but, but you have that radio on, you, you understand that, that that signal is being transmitted. But if you don't even have that thing on, it's still being transmitted. That station is still, huh? Whatever station it is you listen to, you know, your 70s oldies or your, come on, whatever, whatever era it is you like to listen to, that's being transmitted. But if you're not even turned on, there's no reception. It doesn't matter that it's being transmitted. There's no effect, no effect at all. And then you can have your radio on. Now, us folk who are, who are uh, over 30, like me, you know, uh, us folk who've been around enough to remember the cars where you didn't just have a button that said seek and it would go to the next station, go to the next station. Honey, we had a dial. Raise your hand if you know what dial. I'm not talking about the soap. I'm not talking about dial soap. I'm talking about the dial on your radio. And you had to not just turn it on. You had to tune it in. So not just turn it on. You had to tune it in. Huh? And so as believers, as, as recipients or whoever's, whoever's receiving from this type of ministry, you have to be turned on to it. You have to be tuned into it and you have to, you have to come with a receptive, receptive heart. That's not automatic in folk. Folk need to be encouraged along those lines because the laying on of hands works and that, that mighty power flows based on the degree of transmission and the degree of reception. We're starting to find a gear. We're doing all right today. Praise the Lord. Everyone say transmission and reception. You need both. Now, if you would flip to Mark the 16th chapter, and I understand you know these verses, but uh, I also understand that doesn't mean everything, right? We always have to see, revisit them. Praise the Lord. Transmission and reception. Well, we were listing a few minutes ago, we were listing the different areas that the laying on of hands is, is you know, of course, of course, one of the biggest ones is to minister healing. Glory to God. Well, what is healing? What is healing? It's just the power. Huh? God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power who went around doing good and anointed with power. God's power will heal anything. God's power will heal anything. It's, there's, there's no situation that's beyond his power. Right? Now over in Mark 16, and, and we see this. Praise the Lord. I know it's Friday, but we're, uh, we're, finish, we're strong finishers around here, aren't we? Uh, verse 17 says, These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they'll cast out devils or exercise authority over the devil. We heard about that in the morning yesterday. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. 
That's talking about accidentally, you understand, not, not deliberately. Uh, we, we have the example of Paul accidentally was bitten and shook it off. Praise the Lord. If they drink any deadly thing, again, not on purpose, not try to prove something, accidentally. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands. Glory to God. You know what hands are? That's where, that's where rays of light flash out, where his mighty power. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. These signs, these signs. Uh, the, the Greek actually means miraculous signs. Miraculous signs. And so where, whereas last night, maybe we focused mostly on uh, the tangible anointing that would flow from a minister with that anointing. And uh, we do understand that the strongest instances of the anointing are going to mostly be found in the ministry offices because those offices house those anointings. Does that make sense to you? That's where those anointings are found the most. And so we heard that. I kind of want to focus on, uh, Pastor Nancy touched on it, but I want to kind of hone in a little bit on this idea of believers. Because it said, these signs shall follow them that's, that stand in a fivefold office. Is that what it said? Huh? What's it say? The, these miraculous, miraculous signs shall follow them that believe. Miraculous signs follow those that believe. Say this with me, everybody. Miraculous signs follow those who believe. I believe. Miraculous signs, or for short, we could just say miracles. Miracles follow me. Miracles follow me. Oh, I think we ought to say that a couple, 10 times. Miracles follow me. And we ain't just talking to ministers. This is talking to all believers. Miraculous. How many know that uh, drinking something deadly and it not affecting you, that's miraculous. Being bitten by a poisonous serpent and shake it off, shake it off. Come on, that's miraculous. That's miraculous by just shaking off the snake. That's miraculous. Speaking in tongues. You must say, I do that every day. It's miraculous. It's miraculous. Maybe not as spectacular, but miraculous still. Huh? Laying hands on the sick and seeing them be well. Now, I hate, I hate to bust our word of faith bubble. I, and I know the Bible says they shall recover. And we're very careful to say now recovery implies a process and it might be a long process. And don't get me wrong, living instead of dying and gradually getting better just beats dropping dead. But study it out in the original language, the word recover, it means this. It means to be good, right, and well. And so it doesn't necessarily mean that there has to be. You hear what I'm saying? Might there be some time? There might be some time. But don't just necessarily, uh, don't just, now, now this could take months. Lay hands on the sick and they'll be right. They'll be good. 
It also means kind. How many like when your body's kind to you? Uh, Instead of your body being unkind? Right, well, good, kind. You know how I found that out? I pushed the button on the, uh, I pushed the word. You know how you can put your finger right over the word on the computer Bible and it comes up with what it means in the Greek? You could do the same thing. Hallelujah. Believer, that's, that's miraculous. That's miraculous. Believers can do that. I'm a believer. Miracles follow me. Miracles follow me. Now I, uh, and I'm, I'm so grateful this is the case. It didn't used to be the case, but it is the case that I have what I would consider a, a special anointing. Like pastor was talking about last night to minister to the sick, just a general in, in general. And I know, I know where it came from um, because I used to, when we, when we were traveling with Brother Hagen, we'd have healing lines. Those last couple of years, he, he had these healing cards where people had to get a number. You couldn't, you just couldn't physically handle all the numbers of people that were coming. And so my job was actually to stand right next to him and take those, take the card from the person and then usher the person right up to where he was. And he's there ministered to him. And so I didn't, I wasn't focused on the person, the next person. I just sat there like, like this far away. And what I began to learn was I sat there and watched him. I was almost creepy the way I watched him. You know, remember like Dr. Cody was talking about people watcher, but I was creepy like I watched the way I watched him. And I'm watching him and I learned, I learned to discern when the anointing left him and went into the person. That wasn't something I could see physically. But, I, but when it left him, somehow on the inside of me, I could sense it. And we just did that with person after person, night after night. You know, I'm sensing, I'm learning. I'm learning that, that anointing. I'm learning that healing anointing, learning what it is. Well, see, I thought I, I, thought I was good and anointed. Uh, as long as I was with Brother Hagin's ministry, I thought I had a great anointing. And then I went out on my own. And I went out to pastor. And I looked around for something. I looked around for that anointing and it wasn't there. And I realized it was his, <laughs> not mine. And so we, we said, is Brother Hagin, you know, we're a couple, after a couple months of ministering with nothing. Uh, well, of course you, you minister by faith, you minister by faith, but I'm not even talking about laying hands on people. I'm just talking about everything, everything. I, th- I thought I had the, you know, I was used to walking around with this little cloud of glory and I, and it was, darn it, it was his. And, uh, and so couple months of that, we're like, where is he ministering? We got to get back under this. (laughs) Pardon me. But then eventually, as we were faithful with what we had, I began to notice, I began to notice something stronger. And I I, I recognized what it was. I said, that's a measure. Now, measure. I'm not saying I have all, I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything weird. But what I, I, oh, that's a measure of what he had. That's a measure of it. Amen. And then, then used, uh, then in recent year, more recent years used, uh, in the area of particularly in the area of cancer. I have a, I have an anointing. So I, I didn't give it to myself. I didn't work it up, but I'm telling you that time we've gotten testimonies, many, many testimonies. Uh, people contact our ministry after laying hands on them. Yeah. 
transmitting to them. And that thing can get so strong, and I'm not being weird about it, but it can get so strong that I'll need an usher to pull my hand off them. Uh, it, there's a flow going out of there. I can sense it. And it's so strong, I have to say, get my hand off them. And they'll pull my hand off. I'll go to the next person. Amen. Glory. But as pastor said, that's not, you know, every believer is not promised that. Every minister isn't promised that. So what do we all do? What do the rest of us do? Well, we do, we do what this verse says. Stay with me, please. We're going somewhere. But I do want to, I do want to help our thinking in this particular area here. Can I? And uh, this is what God's dealt with. This is one of the things God's dealt with me about is I believe we've, we've gotten the idea, whether we've been taught it. And listen, uh, folk are walking in the light that they have, yeah. right? I'm walking in the light I have. There's probably more. I know there's more. And people that have come before us, we're standing on their shoulders of all they knew. And because we're standing on their shoulders of all they knew, maybe we can just see out there a little bit further. And uh, I know this, I know this for a fact. Brother Hagen said, if you all don't go farther than what I went, I'm going to come kick all your rear ends. Did he not? So we ought to be seeing, we ought to walk. Some of the things took him 20 years to learn. We, we learned it in one class and, and, and we have the benefit of all of his vision and we can look and some, see some other things. And so I think we've gotten the idea over the years that if you don't have a special anointing, then the only way you're ministering by the laying on of hands is by what, is by what people call uh, a point of contact where you're just laying your hands on them, maybe using the name of Jesus and, and maybe praying that God would heal them. And that's your point of contact by which you believe. We've been taught that and there's truth there, but I, I believe there's more truth than that. And I, here's, here's what I want us to see. The idea that if I don't have a special anointing, I don't have any anointing. That's not right. That's right. <clears throat> And this is what God dealt with me that we can do better in this, this way. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> I'm going to say it again. The idea that we, if we don't have a special anointing, that we don't have anything. And what we do is purely just, just a, a physical act. No, listen, what did I say? The essence of laying, hand, laying on of hands is transmission. Now, how many here, you've been filled with the spirit. You speak with other tongues. You, you receive, you know what, you know what Jesus said in Acts chapter one, he said, you shall receive power. You, you, you Norma, you Raymond, huh? You Jacqueline, you shall receive power. Power. You shall receive power. Well, that's certainly not talking about, that's talking about miracle power. How shall these miraculous signs follow them that believe if them that believe have no power? You, ha- you are empowered. You are empowered. And I'm not talking about, again, I'm, Pastor Nancy set these boundaries last night and, I, and I'm glad she did because 
people do tend to, to float to one extreme or the other extreme. And if I saw a preacher do it and, and if the preacher, uh, you know, cause sometimes I, I, I thought it was weird the first couple times I heard it, but, but then, uh, I've had the power of God flow out through me and I kind of yelp when it does, you know what I mean? Uh, because it can be, t it's tangible. It can be strong and you lay hands on somebody and go, Whoa, <laughs> not realizing that, you know, well, it's like voltage came out of you. And so sometimes people see that and think, well, that's what you have to do. Well, no, you, you probably don't even have that. You don't even have that uh, anointing that belongs to the ministry office that that person walks in, you see. But that doesn't mean you don't have anything. And that doesn't mean that you're not transmitting. Where's God supposed to get this power? The person that the person that's the sick person you're laying hands on, they need power. Huh? So you pray and say, God, heal them. And he zaps them. <clears throat> Go like this, y'all. If I dig us in a hole, I promise we'll get out of it. I promise we'll get out of it. You got something in you. You've got, oh, just this little thing called the life and nature. Of God. You've got the substance of God in you. And can I tell you that it's in you to come out of you? On that last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Ha, glory to God, as the scripture says, out of his, out, 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 out of his belly shall flow. What? When God, listen, you got something in you that's for you. It's called the Holy Spirit within in the new birth. That well of water springing up to, to eternal life. That's. He's in you to benefit you, but he's upon you to come out of you. And that's why we have to live full enough. So, so there's this guy, we'll call his name Chris, because that's his name. <laughs> and Chris, I had hired Chris to do some work for me. He was a character, man. And uh, really just, he, he, he wasn't saved, but um, he was doing some work for me. And Chris, I mean, it's like if there was some folk, if there's trouble, there's like, they're a magnet for it, you know? And so Chris gets himself in a motorcycle accident after already having been one, shouldn't have been riding, short little guy. And the doctors are saying now, the doctors are saying that uh, they're going to have to take off his leg. So... Um, because it just got all infected and different things like that. And so his, he called her his wife. They weren't married. But anyhow, she called. She called me. Chris was in a motorcycle. And uh, <laughs> I went over there and I said, Chris, that was dumb. I said, what if you die? Where are you going to go? What's going to happen? And I talked to him about Jesus and, and, and wasn't so much listening. I said, but listen, listen, God loves you. And he's put his healing in me, not as a minister, not as a minister. I wasn't, I wasn't in the pulpit. It wasn't in a ministry setting. I do have a, I do have an anointing, but that's not how I ministered to him that day. I was in the middle of chores. I swung by. I said, Chris, God's put his healing in me. I, I, I can put it on you. And, and he said, Okay. Now I'm not forceful about it. Right. If you want it. Right. 
I can, I can minister this to you. I can, I can put my hands on you. And, and so I did. And a lot of times we say, well, we'll pray, but we're not praying in the sense of asking God to do anything. Can I say this? Oh my God. uh, Don't don't hate me. Okay. But when we say praying for the sick, most, what most people have in their head is pray in the sense of asking God. Jesus never once did it. Jesus never once did it. Never once told his disciples or followers to do it. Yeah, but that was Jesus. Yeah, but what's your point? Yeah, but I'm not. Why? We understand Jesus was, Jesus had those special anointings. Jesus had those I understand that, but he told his followers, go and heal, go and heal, go and heal. And not one of them knew as much as you guys. Not one of them knew as much as me. Yeah. So I, I just, I, I said, now, so we do pray. I didn't pray in the sense of asking, oh God, I don't have anything to give this man. No, 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 no. We don't pray that. Well, I don't have any healing power. What? What? Of course you do. Of course you do. Stop going up to people and say, I don't have any power to heal. What? What? What in the world did you receive in Acts chapter one? The spirit coming upon. What did you receive? Of course you can heal. Well, I could. Of course you can. Folk don't because they believe they can't. So I just put my hands on his leg. And I did pray in the sense of thanking God. And I said, Father, thank God for Chris. I pray you open his eyes to how good you are and that he comes to know you because that's more important than a leg. I said, but now I minister your life. I minister your power to this leg. And I didn't do it with my ministry anointing. I did it according to Mark 16. These miraculous signs. So follow them that believe. And I got in my car and got on with my day, got on with other stuff. And I get a call a couple days later or maybe a couple, maybe a week or so later. He said, man, you're not going to believe it. I said, what am I not going to believe? He said, I went back to the doctor. He said, not only do they not have to take my leg, he said, I don't even have to go back anymore. And he he said, I believe you have healing powers. I said, well, I do, but the power is not, the power is not from me in my humanity. It's God. And you can have that in you too. Get saved. Get saved. Stop going in and out of jail. Don't be dumb. Take care of your kids. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Believers, believers can, you can transmit God in this area of healing. And Pastor Nancy also made the connection last night, you know, because you can, the same power that'll heal will get somebody filled with the spirit. You can do that. Not only can you do that, we need you to do that. God needs you to do that. God, God's short on hands. 
Do you have hands? Will you not think me too weird if I, do, if I just have you do something? Would you hold your hands out? Believers, talk about believers. Close your eyes and just focus on the presence of God. <laughs> and begin to worship him and say, say this, Father, Father I'm, so glad I'm so glad that you indwell me and that you fill me. And your very life is within me and can come out of me. And your life can flow through these hands into the sick and diseased and infirmed and weak. And they'll be made right and they'll be made good and they'll be made well. Thank you that it's so. Now open your eyes and look at me. Anybody, do you sense God? Don't lie to me. Yes or no? Shake your head. No, if you, if you shake your head, no. But how many? You sense God. That can come out of you. You might say that's a little new agey. No, no, no. All that stuff's just a perversion of this. And so the more you're sensitive to God and the more you're full of God, the more you can be aware of God and the more you're aware of God, the easier it is to transmit God. So the idea that I don't have anything, so I'm just going to lay what brother Hagen used to call laying empty hands on him. (laughs) I'm just going to this point of contact. Like I said, there can be truth to that and you don't have to feel anything, but by faith still believe that the healing that's in you can go into somebody else. And I'm telling you just this aspect without standing in a ministry office, without having some specialty type thing, just this aspect, man, this can work so well. Matter of fact, I think I get uh, more fun results from ministering Mark 16 than I do ministering as a minister. You know what I mean? Just, just out among people and lost people, especially. This will, this will work. This will work. Introduce them to Christ through this. Praise the Lord. Can you take this too far? Can you take it to an extreme? Of course, you can take anything to an extreme and get weird with it. Oh, but man, I tell you what. Woo. We need some God-filled people. There's, I'll close with this. There's a, there's a minister that uh, I'd listened to some. He had a cool name. His name was Buzzy. You know, you remember Buzzy? Yeah. Uh, Buzzy was from Southwest Arkansas. And man, he was everything, a, a country boy, not Southern, country. He was everything, you remember Buzzy? Uh, he was everything a country boy should be. Just, a, you, you know, you listen to him preach and it just, just has that chainsaw, uh, like country edge to it. And he was just, he was just like a uh, specialized in this whole thing about the life of God is in me. That Zoe, life of God. And he'd meditate on it. Um, and teach people to meditate and he'd get people healed that way and amazing results. Like I'm talking, somebody poked their eye out and he had to meditate on the life of God and their eye came back restored and their vision came back restored. And uh, he was, he said, when I'm sitting there in bed, just meditating on it. And it's like the whole bed just starts shaking with this life. And, and he said, I've, it's, it was so strong in me that I had to, re- I have to release it somewhere. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? 
This is so strong, I got to release it somewhere. So he, so he leans over to his wife who's asleep and he shakes her and he wakes her up and said, hey. She goes, what? So are you sick? No. Maybe not that much wisdom there. But how many know what we're getting at? What's in you, what's already in you can come out of you. Amen. Amen. So that's why Jesus told not his apostles. Well, they eventually were apostles, but he didn't just tell the 12. He told the 70. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, cast out devils, raise the dead. Freely you've received, freely give. Don't ever say, I don't have anything. Oh man, well stand up with me a second and just shout about this a little bit. What's in you? We'll do it. Glory, 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 glory. Come on, say with me. Here am I, Lord. Use me. Here's a couple of hands. Use these. Amen. Glory to God. Now even ministers, if you don't have a special anointing, use your hands. And as you're faithful with what you have, there'll be more that comes. Glory to God. Give the Lord a good shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Praise, 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 praise. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.